Hi, I'm Edward Sri, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Why do Catholics pray the Hail Mary? Shouldn't we be focused on Jesus when we pray? Shouldn't we be talking to God the Father or to God the Holy Spirit? But why do Catholics say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee? Isn't that distracting from our relationship with Christ? And by the way, sometimes Catholics will say the Hail Mary a lot. They'll string a whole set of Hail Marys together in what's called the rosary. And they're saying, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. It just seems to be distracting from our relationship with Jesus. And and by the way, where is this in the Bible? I, I don't find the Hail Mary in Scripture. Where, where do we ever see Jesus teaching the apostles to pray the Hail Mary? In fact, when he does teach them to pray, he says, pray like this, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He doesn't teach them the Hail Mary. So why do Catholics pray this prayer? I think these are some good, sincere, honest questions that uh, many of our Protestant brothers and sisters may have when they think about Catholics in the Hail Mary. And if we're honest, I think some of us Catholics growing up might wonder, yeah, why do we pray the Hail Mary? If you've ever wondered about this prayer, I, I want to share with you some wonderful insights from a great hero of mine, a great saint who really changed the way I, I think about the Hail Mary and changed the way I, I pray the Hail Mary. You see, I grew up in a Catholic home and we prayed the Hail Mary every once in a while and I went to Catholic schools and I remember as a kid every once in a while praying a decade of the rosary here or there and then as I grew older, the rosary became more a part of my life and I went to graduate school and studied about Mary in the Bible and I started teaching about the Hail Mary. But there is an insight from this great saint, St. John Paul II, on the Hail Mary that completely changed the way I think about the Hail Mary, the way I teach it and the way I want to incorporate it more and more in my life. And it's been such a blessing. It really has changed my life for the last 18 years or so uh, in, in how much I found great encouragement, uh, great consolation, great strength and help uh, in this prayer by bringing it more into my life now that I have a better sense of what it really means. You see, when I used to teach about the Hail Mary, I got to tell you, I used to teach it like this. I used to say, well, you know, Catholics, we don't, we don't, pray to Mary. We're just asking her to pray for us. Like I might say, uh, hey, could you could you pray for me? Could you pray for these needs? And I, we're just asking Mary to intercede for us. We don't pray to her like we pray to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and we don't worship Mary. We we just honor her. We just venerate her. And, and I still teach those points. That's all very good. It's all true. It's just that now I, I'm much more excited about the way I teach the Hail Mary. You know, I think sometimes Catholic apologists can get a little defensive about Mary, and I don't think we need to be defensive. I think we should just joyfully proclaim what a profound Jesus prayer this is. Yes, my friends, the Hail Mary is a Jesus prayer. If you want to love Jesus more, if you want to grow in your friendship with Jesus, you want to grow in holiness, you want to pray the Hail Mary. If you want to give Jesus more praise in your life, if you want to give him more thanks in your life, then you want to pray the Hail Mary. Because as St. John Paul II once said, the Hail Mary, though it's addressed to Mary, it's all centered on Jesus. And, and that's what I want to unpack for you today is this wonderful insight from St. John Paul II about the Hail Mary and how we could pray it and bring it more into our daily lives. But first of all, 
you may have noticed some changes in the show here this week. You may have noticed some new art, some new music, a new sound, and I'm so excited to announce that the All Things Catholic podcast is now being produced in collaboration with my friends at Ascension Press. You might be familiar with Ascension Press, and there are many works and programs and resources, and I've been blessed to work with them for, oh, I don't know, 17, 18 years on various projects, and I'm really excited to work with them on this one. Uh, you might be familiar with some of my books, like A Biblical Walk Through the Mass. That that was produced with Ascension. You may be familiar with my most recent book and video project called No Greater Love, A Biblical Walk Through Christ's Passion. And I talked about that on the podcast a lot this last Lent, and I was blessed to work with Ascension Press on, on that endeavor as well. And I'm looking forward to this collaboration with the podcast here. One of the benefits for all of you as listeners is going to be you're going to get the opportunity to get free show notes each week uh, that Ascension Press is going to put together. So free show notes. Uh, and occasionally I'm also going to add on like different quotes from the saints that, the, that will be there or pictures of the sites that I'm talking about. So there'll be additional resources related to the topics we talk about each week, and that's all available for free at their website. You can go to ascensionpress.com slash allthingscatholic. So that's ascensionpress.com slash allthingscatholic. And there you can get the show notes. You could subscribe to get them sent to you each week, and that's all there for free. So let's turn now back to the topic of the Hail Mary And I think one beautiful insight from St. John Paul II. Oh, this is just so beautiful. I mean, this really, it it rocked my world when I first first came across this. And I was like, wow, I've never heard the Hail Mary explained quite like this. And it's so exciting. Uh, I'm very excited to share this with you. Uh, He points out how the first half of the Hail Mary is all about the praise of heaven and earth over the mystery of Jesus, the praise of heaven and earth over Christ. Uh, And I want to walk you through that. Think about what's the very first uh, line of the Hail Mary? Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Who spoke those words? Gabriel, the archangel Gabriel sent by God to Mary of Nazareth. Gabriel says those words to Mary at the Annunciation. And then you have the next line of the Hail Mary, which is uh, from Elizabeth. Uh, in the visitation scene where Mary goes to visit is her kinswoman, Elizabeth, who's pregnant with John the Baptist. Elizabeth says, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And I want you to think about that. That's the opening uh, part of the Hail Mary, the first half of the Hail Mary. We, we repeat Gabriel's words and Elizabeth's words, but I want you to enter into Gabriel and Elizabeth. I want you to step into their shoes and imagine they're encountering Mary that first time when they spoke those words, because if you can enter into their experience, you're going to have a much more profound encounter with Christ when you pray the Hail Mary. So are you ready for this? Let's go into Gabriel's shoes here. Let's think about this for a moment. Who's Gabriel? Gabriel's an archangel. Did Gabriel exist before Mary did? Of course. Did Gabriel exist before little Nazareth existed? Yes, indeed. He existed before Israel. He existed before planet Earth was created. He existed before the sun, the moon, the stars, and the galaxies were created. Why? Because Gabriel is an angel. He's an archangel. God created his spiritual creation first. And so think about Gabriel and his experience with God from the moment of Gabriel's existence. He's been looking upon and gazing at the almighty, all-holy, infinite, good God. And he's been loving and adoring and praising this almighty, all-holy, infinite God. But then one day, this God that he loves and adores 
tells Gabriel to go all the way down to this little, little tiny planet called Earth (laughs) and then go to this tiny, tiny obscure village named Nazareth and go talk to this tiny, tiny, tiny human being, this woman named Mary, and announce to her that the almighty, all-holy, infinite God is about to become a baby in her womb. Whoa. <laughs> well, that, that would just, you know, that would, that would just blow anyone's mind away. That whole mystery of the infinite God entering time and space, entering inside Mary's womb, taking on Mary's flesh in her womb as a little tiny baby. I mean, just picture Gabriel. Gabriel's in awe, just complete awe over this mystery of God becoming a baby in Mary's womb. And so Gabriel says to her, hail, full of grace. The Lord is with you. In other words, the Lord is with you like he's not been with anyone else ever before. Gabriel, ecstatic in awe, in praise of God over the mystery of God becoming man in Mary. He speaks those words. Now let's turn to the the next line from Elizabeth. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Now let's think about these words. So you may know the story. Mary goes to visit her kinswoman, Elizabeth, and Elizabeth comes out to greet Mary. And Elizabeth says these words. Now what's fascinating here is how does Elizabeth know that Mary's pregnant? How does Elizabeth know this? I mean, Mary didn't come up the hill and start saying, hey, Elizabeth, I'm pregnant also. You know, so how does Elizabeth know? Did did Mary send a text message and say, I'm preg two, like number two, <laughs> you know, or did, he, did she change her status on social media? I'm a mom now. You know, how does Elizabeth know? Well, the Bible tells us that Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and that's biblical language to describe someone who's given prophetic insight. When people are filled with the Holy Spirit, they often begin to prophesy or they're given prophetic knowledge. And um, Elizabeth is given this knowledge from God by the power of the Holy Spirit to know that Mary is pregnant. And Elizabeth knows that Mary's pregnant, not with any ordinary child, but with the Holy Son of God. And so in awe over the mystery of God becoming man in Mary, what does Elizabeth say? Elizabeth says to Mary, blessed are you among all women. In other words, Mary, there's there's never been anyone blessed like you. Why? Because blessed is the fruit of your womb. In other words, you're so blessed among all women because of the child you carry, the fruit of your womb, the Holy Son of God. So Elizabeth in awe over the mystery of God becoming man in Mary, says these words. And now, my friends, here's the insight from JP2. St. John Paul II says that every time we pray the Hail Mary, we enter into this same ecstatic praise of heaven and earth over the mystery of Christ. Heaven represented by the angel Gabriel, earth represented by Elizabeth. Both heaven and earth, Gabriel and Elizabeth, are in awe over the mystery of Christ, of the word taking on flesh, the son of God becoming man in Mary's womb. And they say these words, so every time we pray the Hail Mary, do you realize that you are entering into that praise of Gabriel and Mary of heaven and earth over Jesus. Is this a Jesus prayer, my friends? Absolutely. This is a prayer focused on Christ. We're praising God for becoming man with the great biblical words from these great biblical heroes, Gabriel and Elizabeth. 
Now, you may be wondering, well, what about the second half of the Hail Mary? What's going on there? Well, we say those words, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So we're there asking Mary, asking Mary to pray for us, to intercede for us. And why are we doing this? Well, think about who Mary is. Mary's the first disciple in the new covenant era. She's the first person to say yes to God's will, to be obedient to God's will there at the Annunciation with her fiat. And and so Mary's yes is so important because from that yes, she says she opens her life up to God to enter in. The, the, the Almighty God becomes a baby in her womb. And so she says yes to welcome the Christ child in her womb. And she remains faithful to God all throughout her life, continuing to say yes, all the way to Cana, to Calvary, to Pentecost, all the way to heaven. So how fitting it is that we ask Mary, the first disciple, the model disciple, the one who said yes to Jesus over and over and over again, how fitting it is that we ask her to say yes, or we ask her to pray for us so that we, we might say yes like she did that we may say yes like she did and allow God into our hearts through his grace, through his spirit, into our souls evermore in our lives now and all the way up to the hour of our death. So even the second half is, yeah, we're asking Mary to pray for us, but it's just to, to live like she did and allow Christ evermore into our lives like she welcomed him in physically some 2,000 years ago. Now, the most important part of the Hail Mary, though, we haven't gotten there yet. Here's the climax. What is the most important part of the Hail Mary? It's the very middle of the Hail Mary. It's what John Paul II called the hinge of the Hail Mary. He also called it the center of gravity for the Hail Mary. Uh, You know what this is, right? This is the name of Jesus. Jesus is at the very middle of the Hail Mary. We say, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Now, sometimes we miss out on the power of this part of the prayer, because sometimes we say the Hail Mary too quickly. We just rush through it. And John Paul II was concerned that too many Catholics might not give enough reverence to Jesus's name. When you say the name of Jesus in the Hail Mary, you can bow or you can just speak it with love or you can uh, just slow down a bit. That's what one of my friends says. He says, you should treat the the name of Jesus in the Hail Mary like a speed bump. (laughs) You know how you slow down for the speed bump in a parking lot? Well, slow down for Jesus's name. Just just speak his name with, with a little more attention, a little more reverence, a little more love. Just say, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. What a beautiful thing that is to do. You see, the, the name of Jesus is powerful. Uh, Jesus himself says in the gospels that when two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in your midst. And so especially if you're praying the Hail Mary, you're praying the rosary together with friends or in a group or a church or with your family, just know that over and over again, as you say that Hail Mary and you come to the name of Jesus, you're inviting Jesus in. His presence is going to be there. That's what he promised. His name is also very powerful, by the way. The Bible tells us that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bend in heaven and on earth and even under the earth. In other words, even the demons have to bow at Jesus's name. My friends, this is why you want to pray the Hail Mary over and over again. If you face certain temptations, certain trials in life, certain sufferings in life, pray the Hail Mary and especially give reverence to Jesus's name in the middle of the Hail Mary. If you face certain doubts, if you get discouraged easily or you're tempted to lose your temper or give in to pride or give in to lust, pray the Hail Mary because at the center of the Hail Mary is the power of Jesus's name. Whatever demons may be afflicting you will flee if you speak 
the name of Jesus with reverence and love in every Hail Mary. That's why it's a wonderful thing. So the next time you know, you're facing some trouble with one of your kids. You're worried about one of their kids. They're sick or they're, they're going through a difficult time. You're worried about your kids. Pray the Hail Mary and give reverence to Jesus's name. The next time you're wondering about, uh, you know, maybe some problem at work and how is it all going to work out? What's going to happen? Pray the Hail Mary, especially Jesus's name. Or you're tempted to just get discouraged. A lot of bad things happen in your life. You're wondering, where is God in the midst of this? God, help me through this. Pray the Hail Mary and give reverence to Jesus's name. It's a powerful prayer. But most of all, I just want to tie it all together. When I tie it all together, think about this. Every time we pray the Hail Mary, what are we doing? We're entering into the ecstatic praise of heaven and earth, heaven represented by Gabriel, earth represented by Elizabeth. We're entering into their words of praise, which are in scripture, which are inspired by God. These are inspired words of prayer, of praise, of love. And and we get to pray these words of Gabriel and Elizabeth every time we pray the Hail Mary. And then over and over again, when we pray the Hail Mary, we're asking our lady to intercede for us. She who said yes and welcome God into her life, we ask her to pray for us that we may say yes and allow Jesus more into our hearts each day. But most of all, at every Hail Mary, we affectionately repeat the name of our beloved, of our bridegroom, of the one who is the center of our heart's desire, Jesus. We say, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. And I, I really want to encourage us to, to pray the Hail Mary and, and focus on Jesus's name. Speak it with love. I mean, think about two lovers. You know, they, they, they fall in love and they gaze into each other's eyes and they speak each other's name with such love. Speak Jesus's name with love at every Hail Mary. Think about what this would mean for the rosary. All of a sudden, your rosary is no longer just kind of like a whole series of just random prayers. When you speak Jesus's name with love, the name of Jesus, the name of our beloved, our bridegroom becomes the very center, the very heartbeat of our rosary. Think about that. We say, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, what a beautiful thing if we could speak that with love to our beloved, to our bridegroom, to our savior. The the name of Jesus, our 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 beloved, he he it really becomes the heartbeat of the entire rosary when we pray it this way. So these are a few wonderful insights from our friend, our hero, St. John Paul II, about the Hail Mary. I wrote about this in a book I wrote called Praying the Rosary Like Never Before. So if you want to learn more about the history of the Hail Mary and the rosary and all these insights, you can check that out. Uh, My book called Praying the Rosary Like Never Before. And you can always reach out to me if you have any questions about the Hail Mary, about the Bible, anything related to the Catholic faith. You can always reach me on my website, edwardsri.com. That's edward sri.com and you can reach me on facebook twitter and instagram and don't forget if you want those show notes they're free you can get those at ascensionpress.com slash all things catholic thanks so much for listening my friends i'm going to say a hail mary for all of you if you can remember say hail mary for me i'd appreciate it god bless